0: Capital Collision Center, Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Coming up today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we're going to talk to Helena High Girls Coach Ben Dudek as uh, the Bengals prepare tonight Or Belgrade. Uh, Also going to uh, check in with uh, Michael Parker. Um, He uh, has been to a lot of football stadiums and he was in Bozeman this past weekend for the uh, Semifinal game for the Bobcats against South Dakota State. He will join us as well uh, in the Major Mortgage Man Cave today. Um, your uh, calls, if you'd like, 406 209 1267. You can tweet us at Jay Sports. You can also email Jason at jasonwalkershow.com. You can watch on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen on Podbean, Network One Sports, Verbal, Rumble, a couple other places. Just go to Jason Show.com. How's that? All right. Uh, Let's get started, shall we? Also on this day in history coming up. This opening segment of the Jason Walker Show is brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. Family owned and operated, veteran owned, along with woman owned, which is pretty cool. Uh, Three great divisions, milled, handcrafted, and timber frame. Over 50 years of experience combined. And some of the finest craftsmen available in Montana. They will build you a house crafted to last for generations. You can check them out uh, on yourcustomlog.com. You can go from 700 square feet to uh, as big as you want. You bring in your own plan. You can check out their plans. Just check them out. Montana Custom Log Homes at yourcustomlog.com. All right, so there's been a little negativity surrounding the national championship game for Montana State, mainly from Bobcat fans, and... It has to do with the fact that Toyota Stadium seats 20,500. Well, the Bobcat allotment of tickets, for which was 4,500 seats, each school gets 4,500 tickets to the school to sell however they like. Most schools start with boosters, longtime supporters, and then students, and then the general public. Well, the Bobcat tickets sold out in like 10 minutes Monday when they went on sale. Everybody was on Facebook, you know, whining. And I'm you know, I love Bobcats. I'm a Bobcat fan. I'm a brute for the cats, but sometimes their fans are just as bad as everybody else's fan bases. And here's why. They're blaming North Dakota State. They're blaming the NCAA for allowing sales to start for tickets back in August. <clears throat> well, tickets were sold one day. Eighty-five dollars a piece, and that's great. If you go to the FCA or the NCAA FCS ticket page, they're anywhere from three hundred to you know thirty-five hundred dollars. Well, that's going to come down. Those will adjust as we get closer. Look, North Dakota State fans buy a lot of tickets a year in advance when they can. Why? Because they've anticipated on being there. Well, guess what? They've been to the championship game eight of the last twelve years. So there's a reason they buy their tickets early. Now, as Bobcat fan, you had the chance to do the exact same thing, just like every other school in the FCS. The problem is Montana State doesn't have that, and it hurts to say this, doesn't have that luxury of always anticipating being there like NDSU does. Now, could it become that? Absolutely. In the next 10 years, I mean, you could buy your tickets for next year coming up, and that's okay. Now, is it wrong for like South Dakota State James Madison fans or whoever to buy tickets and then resell them for thousands of dollars? Absolutely, that's that's ridiculous. Sell them for the face value, eighty five bucks. Be done with it. You're not going to the game now. Sell them. So here's what's going to happen. If you booked your flight, if you booked everything down in, in Frisco or Plano or any in the uh, extended area around there for the for the game, just go. There's going to be tickets available. Okay, there's not 20,000 seats already sold. The Bobcat allotment was sold out to the school, same as NDSU. There's not going to be 20,000 NDSU fans there. I mean, yeah, the FCS is is in a pickle this year because you've got two rabid fan bases, great fan bases. You've got NDSU, which has been there for the last decade plus. They know they're going to go almost every single year. Now you've got a fan base that hasn't been to the championship game since 1984. So there's a lot of people chomping at the bit to get to Frisco to watch the Bobcats. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the FCS plays this national championship in Frisco, Texas through 2025. Yes, it's a soccer stadium, but it seats over 20,000 people. The NAI doesn't play in front of that big of a stadium. D2, D3, they don't. And most of the time the game's not going to be sold out. But there's a there's a, there's a reason it is this year. And yeah, North Dakota State fans bought tickets back in August. They knew their team was going to be good and anticipated it. And, you know, if you're a Bobcat fan, just go. And if you've got to pay $150 for a ticket, so what? You get a chance to watch your team in the national championship. If you've already booked everything, your plane tickets, your your air travel, your hotel, your rental car, whatever it is, just go. There will be tickets inexpensively for sale down in Frisco. So just go. It's not going to, I mean, just go. And if you're the one that are paying $3,000 a ticket on StubHub or to a South Dakota State fan, that's that's your fault. That's just, don't be an idiot. Figure it out. You're going to get a ticket probably for under 150 bucks down in Frisco. Just go. Um, so there's that. What else did uh, – we talked about Freddie Banks yesterday. That was made official. Uh, He'll be leaving the defensive coordinator at MSU, heading for Colorado State after the championship game, and it looks like he's going to be taking at least one assist, and I've heard up to a couple um, down to uh, Colorado uh, State with him, which is totally fine. Um, You've deserved it. You've earned it. Uh, Adam uh, Palapal will head down. Uh, it looks like as well. I also heard Bobby Daly's going to be heading down. And uh, another assistant uh, did not get the name yet. But, hey, they've earned it. The problem is it'll be another defensive coordinator. Remember when the Bobcats in Rob Ash's era went through offense, and Jeff Cho went through offensive coordinators like that? Well, now they're going through defensive coordinators. Well, that's what happens when you have good defense. You're going to get bigger schools to call on you. Um. Talk to. Well, I saw this today. Uh, where was it? I have to find it. Um, I was a friend of ours, a friend of the show, and a great sponsor, uh, Sherry, over at Auto Concept. She's a huge Grizz fan. And we've had this conversation now for the last two weeks. She's like, I absolutely will not root for the cats. And. I said that's absolutely what I've been saying. You don't root for your rivals just because it's Montana. You don't don't root. You can hope, like Ryan Featherston said, you hope that you you they have you can root for players and hope they have a good time and and play well and not win. I mean that's the way it is. It's kind of cool. Um, that's the way rivalries are supposed to be. I know uh, Jim O'Day put up a nice post on Facebook. I read uh, heard about uh, wishing the Cats good luck. That's classy, but. Most Grizz fans aren't rooting for the Cats. Uh, Oh, uh, what is this? Hello to Jeff listening today in Belgium. Nice. My son's been to Belgium, I believe, with the Army. But uh, thanks for tuning in on the Podbean, Jeff. Appreciate that. And uh, hope you enjoy the show. Let me know what you think. That's pretty cool. Um... I did see on Twitter a couple of Grizz fans predicting the Cats will win, and they're the ones that are smart Grizz fans because they look at more than just things. They're like, well, the Cats' defense is good. They don't want them to win. They're not going to root for them to win, but they say, look, they're probably going to win because NDSU is beatable this year. And what ND, uh, what Montana State's defense has done the last few weeks, shutting down really good defense, or offenses. So that's been fun to watch. Um, so there you go. Uh, if you'd like to help sponsor the trip down, you can. You get a nice little uh, package on the show. You get your name mentioned, a nice little live read. You can, you can get a hold of me. Do it. Um, we've got a couple on board already, so we appreciate the, those uh, helping out for our coverage from down in Frisco. We will be leaving either, uh, let's see, I think the 5th we're going to head out to Frisco. We're going to drive. and We're taking my dad. My brother and I are taking my dad. They have tickets in the bleachers. I have my media pass. But uh, we're leaving on the 5th. We're going to drive down to Frisco. And you'll have great coverage of our trip down and uh, well-sponsored. And if you want to hop on, you can. But we'll have reports from the road Thursday, Friday, um, and Monday. And then, of course, full game coverage on Monday as well. So, And you can follow us on the Twitter, at Sports. Uh, at Jason Walker Show, also on Facebook and, uh, and uh, everywhere else. Uh, let's see. Is that uh, there's some good basketball last night, I saw, uh, which we'll get to in a second. I wanted to tell you, uh, too, um, Buzz Patterson was set to join us today. He did. We recorded an interview. It went really, really long because it was a lot of good info. And uh, he was a retired lieutenant colonel with the United States Air Force and uh, as a pilot also flew with Delta. And he's got four great books out. Uh, we will put that up as a, uh, as a special edition of the show online um, either tonight or tomorrow, probably tonight as well. But uh, keep an eye out that, on that for that. It was a lot of fun conversation. And uh, he used to carry the nuclear football, like all the nuke codes and worked in the Clinton White House. He's got some great stories about Clinton and Hillary as well. So that's uh, that's going to be posted online a little bit later on. Uh, good basketball last night. Man, Ronan's got some good kids. I got to see him last year in uh, Great Falls at the State A. Uh, Elijah and Marlo Tenasket each scored 20 last night as they beat the Browning Indians. But uh, the Chiefs beat the Indians of Browning. Dylan Pretty on top had 12 um couple of in uh, double figures for Browning, Justice Johnson had 13, Joe Bolshue had 12 and Tommy Running Rabbit at 10. But those 10 are really really good basketball players for O'Nan. I would have liked to have been at that game. Um JCL had 19 for uh, Columbia Falls, He'd be big fork in overtime. Uh, a lot of double A action tonight. Let's see. Uh Lane Demotiny of Big Sandy put up 29, as did uh, Sims' Laura Zitsky last night. Alexa Redding of Luster Christian poured in 27. Brayden Klein of Big Sandy at 26. Uh, Kellen Doheny of Dutton Brady, he was a uh, pretty good athlete football too, at 22. Colden Hubbersland of Luster Christian, 22. Loyola's Natalie Clevenger, 21. Dodson, uh, 21 points from Alex Work. Bryce. Gilliard of uh, Big Fork at 21. We mentioned the Tenaskets. Good stuff. And then there's lots of great games tonight. Uh, we talked uh, about Capital Boys at Bozeman with Guy Omquish yesterday. Oh, how good is that game going to be tonight? Wow. <laughs> Seriously, that's going to be a fantastic game. Both undefeated. Early season, just preview potential of a state championship. Seriously. Um, it could be a lot of fun. Down there in Bozeman tonight. Uh, check out, I think Ian Laird's going to have that coverage uh, for uh, for the Bozeman Hawks. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Uh, big games tonight. I know uh, Capital Girls in action, Helena High. In fact, we'll talk to Ben Dudek coming up later. They get uh, Belgrade. Uh, let's see, Fromberg, Broadview, Levina play tonight. Um, Helena and Belgrade, that's boys capital of Bozeman and boys and then the girls reversed at home so good stuff good stuff tonight plenty coup roberts scheduled for tonight troy and libby turner box elder man looking forward to, to watching those scores come in uh carmen g feller the big sky conference player of the week congratulations and uh, there you go all right we'll take a quick break we'll come back when we do we're going to talk college football stadiums with a guy who's been to a lot of them yeah his name is Michael Barker. You can follow him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. And he joins us next here. Jason Walker Show, the opening segment brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. 50 plus years experience. Check him out. 15 plus floor plans or your own. You can follow him at yourcustomlog.com. We're coming right back. We're talking college football, stadiums, and atmosphere next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get it home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. AutoConcepts, the auto enhancement professionals.
1: Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right.
0: Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena
4: today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of CERTA Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. Twelve month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena.
0: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show on a Tuesday. Still to come, Ben Dudek, Helena High Girls Coach, and uh, on the day in history, the walk off. Much more to tell you what's coming up tomorrow too. Uh, it's Wednesday, so you know Alex Eshelman will join us. No shows Thursday, Friday, or all of next week. We'll be back January. Th- well, we'll be back tomorrow, and then January third, and then we're going to leave on like the fifth and head down to Frisco, Texas, for the FCS National Championship Game your Montana State bobcats and mine, and uh, taking on the North Dakota State bison. And it's bison, it's not bison. Uh. And by the way, did you know that it's actually um, bison in North America? It's not a buffalo. Technically, buffaloes are water buffalo in Africa. A bison is the North American Knowledge thrown at you. A little did you know action. <laughs> Speaking of the national championship, if you'd like to uh, jump in and on board as a sponsor for the week, uh, you can get a hold of me at Jay Walker Sports on Twitter, uh, Jason at Jason dot email, and you can also uh, call or text 406 209 1267. Once again, we say hi to Jeff Pedley, who is listening on Podbean over in Belgium. He's a teacher in Belgium. So appreciate uh, appreciate you joining us. That's pretty cool. We reach a lot of places here on the Jason Walker Show, and that includes uh, California. We've been in 49, we're listening in 49 states. New Hampshire is the only, I believe the only state left that doesn't have a listener in the Jason Walker Show is in New Hampshire. 49 states, uh, 50 plus countries. So appreciate everybody's support. Uh, and like I said, California. Well, that's where Michael Barker lives. You can follow him on the Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. He has been to a lot of football stadiums in the Division One, and he talks about some of those. And what was the experience like at Bobcat Stadium on Saturdays? He joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, uh, we were just chatting, but uh, give me your experience at Bobcat Stadium. Uh, was that your first trip to Bozeman?
5: That was my first trip to Bozeman uh, during the spring. I was, I think they were scheduling uh, a brawl with the Wild tentatively, and then both Montana and Montana State opted out. So I was glad that my first experience was for the playoffs in Bozeman, first trip. So everything was fresh and new uh, last Saturday.
0: Okay, give me your initial impressions of uh, the city of Bozeman, um, the surroundings, and then we'll talk game. How's that?
5: Yeah, well, it's funny because I live in California, and we have a lot of people that are moving to Montana, and somebody referred to Bozeman as Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Uh, but when I got up there, it was, you know, you flew into some icy conditions. I knew that was coming. Uh, I stayed at a Ranger cabin on Airbnb rather than a marked-up hotel uh, like a Super 8 and had a fun time up there. Uh, got to drive a little bit down the town, but some of the guys that came from South Dakota State and, and local people, they didn't go out as much uh, to the bars because I think it was like three degrees overnight, uh, but I've always had this fascination with Montana. You know, I think everything is uh, grass and greener or a contrast so when you live in a high-density suburban or area or urban area and you get a chance to do the opposite, you're always intrigued by it, so... Um, I had fun checking out the town. You know, went and, and got some food at the grocery store, and just overall tried to, like I always do, just drop myself in a, a new, uh, new surrounding and, and try to familiarize myself with local customs.
0: We are talking uh, on the phone with uh, Michael Barker. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, and we'll hit on the campus tour here in a little bit. But uh, twenty thousand plus Bobcat fans, rabid. Um, in the stadium, saw a really good football game, especially in that first half, and then that defense to, uh, for MSU stifled the Jackrabbits. What did you? What was your takeaway of the, of the crowd itself?
5: Yeah, I had I was fortunate to have a credential and be on the field, and I, I mean, I think I spent 50% of the time watching the crowd and 50% of the time watching the game. You, you know, from the field level, you get to really take in the atmosphere. Uh, Intelligent fans, not just uh, rabid fans or or loud. They knew when to cheer. Normally, when you go and you see a defense and it's third down, they're you know waving to their fans, hey, come and cheer us on. They anticipated it. They knew. uh, They knew it was going to be a struggle too. I don't think anybody was under any false pretenses that this was going to be, hey, we're going to blow these guys out, thirty eight to nothing. So. Uh, you know, there's a song that I heard at a couple stadiums called Party Till We Die. And the crowd was going crazy during that. And I I, I loved it. And, uh, you know, just a great college atmosphere. Somebody asked me where they ranked. And, and I just told them, I said, this is everything you want. You want intelligent, intense fans. You also want there to be room for opposition without hostility. And outdoor in the elements. I mean, it checked every box as far as I'm concerned
0: showing a few of your pictures uh, at CFB campus tour on the Twitter um, you got some pretty good ones down there too it was fun being on the sidelines for sure and I thought it was super super loud down there it might be the loudest I've ever heard that stadium and I've been going to games in that stadium for a long long time what was your uh, thoughts on the crowd noise
5: yeah I thought it was great uh, you know they uh, 1984 last time get an appearance you're on the precipice you know, I was in, in Huntsville in Texas a week before and saw Montana State upset, uh, South or San Houston State. And then, you know, earlier that morning, I had watched, uh, Villanova lose to South Dakota State. So two big dominoes had to fall the right way to get that game. And I think when you combine those two things happening and then obviously being on the doorstep of a national championship appearance, they were primed and ready. So, um, it, it was, you know, you reverberate off it. I travel to stadiums and games all over the country, and there's an inverse relationship. You know, you can get tired with logging miles and do all that, but when you walk in the stadium and that crowd has juice and energy, it props you right up. And, and, you know, everywhere you looked, I don't think there was an empty seat. There were standing room only in the open end zone under the scoreboard. I mean, people were ready to go, and they were rewarded.
0: Yeah, they definitely were. A great, great win. Uh, Are you going to be in Frisco?
5: I am. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, this will be my third, uh, third straight FCS championship, okay. so I'm excited to go. Uh,
0: Michael Barker, I guest here, you can follow him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour, College Football Campus Tour. Um, you've been to uh, what 48 FCS stadiums now? Is that correct?
5: Yeah, 48 uh, out of 128. So you know, when a couple teams go up, the numbers are going to change. But right now, we're somewhere around. 38, 39% at SDS.
0: When did you start this? Why did you start this trip?
5: So I started in 2017. Uh, I live in California. The cost of living is high. Uh, I've always thought about moving somewhere, and I took a trip to Colorado. I visited University of Colorado in Boulder. I visited Colorado State. I made a couple campus stops, and I really enjoyed it. And then just kind of made the logical leap to start going to games, and then went to a few games in 2017, and ever since then ramped it up a little bit more. But it was more of, uh, you know, I I wanted to see the country. My dad did play college football; he played linebacker at a small school in California called University of Pacific. Uh, grew up playing sports the whole time, but really the the interest was sparked on that trip in in 2017, and. You know, I call it the blitzkrieg version. You know, I did this very quickly. You stack games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when there's MAC or Sunbelt or anything like that. SPS has moved uh, this year. There were some Thursday Slack games. There were some Friday Ivy League games. So what just started off as a trip, just kind of exploring options in in the country, ended up sparking an interest to travel to college football games all over the country.
0: Man, that's awesome. And I know people do this, you know, in, in, for Major League Baseball stadiums or NFL stadiums or whatever, but um, it's pretty cool. What do you do for, for work?
5: So I work in real estate in California. So, you know, as much as we complain about the cost of living, you know, the because the home values are high, it also sets the, the fees that are associated with that high. So, Uh, I'm self-employed, I make my own schedule, so from January till September, I'm trying to work as much as possible, uh, save some money, book some flights early, and then during the season, work as much as I need to to make sure I'm still in good standing, and uh, go out there and and do about 90 days worth of hard travel.
0: Nice. Um, Okay, so how many stadiums did you get to this year?
5: I so I went to 28 games during the spring, uh, the spring SBS season, okay. and uh, so far I I, I calculated I'm going to go to 86 college football games in 2021. Wow, um, so I've, I've gone to there's six more left, and then there's two starting you know the, the FBS and FCS national championship right in 2022. But 86 in 365 days, which is like four one every four point seven
0: days, which is crazy. That's awesome, uh, Michael Barker, our guest here, Jason Walker. Show you can follow him on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. Um, this is just awesome, and, and I've, I've been following you this year. I never, you know, I'd had never really caught on until this year, but it's pretty cool to watch your live vicariously, I guess, through you um, as you get to all these stadiums, which is really cool. It's, uh, so I appreciate what you're doing out there. It's fun.
5: Yeah, yeah. you know what, I, mean, I appreciate you following. What I call myself is the vessel, you know, and what, what I do is I try to show people my experiences. I'm just like anyone else. You know, I imagine I wanted to know what it was like to be at a stadium, and I think everybody in the back of their mind would love to go check out a new stadium, do a road trip, and so to have a person that is doing it and going all over and and being able to share it, it's great. And I'll tell you, you know, I traveled in the beginning without social media and the difference between having interactions with people on social media, it makes it so much better. Uh, I've met a lot of people, had a lot of, you know, friendships developed just through sharing my stories. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of people either that are starting to travel because of what they've seen or, uh, they want to meet up. So it it's been really fun and, you know, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say it's the favorite thing that I've ever done.
0: Well, oh, I can only imagine. I mean, I've I've been to a few stadiums, but nothing like uh, like you. I think I went to well, I went to three this year um, nice. for college. I was at Bobcat Stadium, Washington Grizzly Stadium, and uh, Auburn. And uh, man, Auburn is uh, wow. it's pretty awesome. Playing.
2: Yeah, S-
0: no. Auburn SEC is football is nuts. It lives up to the
5: expectations. You know? <laughs> so we, we all think it's SEC bias, and then when you go there and see the venues and the crowds, it really is what it's cracked up to be, which is not often the case in
0: life. Yep, absolutely. Uh, have you been to Washington Grizzly? Did you get there?
5: I, I think we were at the same game because I went to the Montana-Montana State game this year.
0: Oh, I, I didn't go to Cat Grizz. I went to the Eastern Washington game. Uh, ah, okay, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I
5: did. So I went to the Montana, Montana State game.
0: Okay, um, cats have played a lot better since then. That's for sure.
5: Well, when I saw them in Huntsville, just kind of take the life out of that stadium within five or six minutes, and then just keep rolling. Uh, and then obviously, what happened against South Dakota State. I mean, just you got a you got a formula that's working. The QB. Putting most of the load on his shoulders, and, and so far it's been a very effective formula. So yeah, that washing that that game in the was just bad as you know as bad as he can get, and quick recovery. So credit to the Bobcats.
0: Uh, we're talking with uh, Michael Barker. He's been to a lot of football stadiums. How many do you have left?
5: So uh, I finished SBS. So there's 130 in FDS, and on the day after Thanksgiving, I went to University of Utah. So that was number 130 out of 130. And as we mentioned earlier, now I'm at 48 of 128 in FDS by my quick math. Uh, 80 divided by 5 is 16. So if you were to do 16 per year for the next five years, then you can do that. Uh FDS is a little bit more of a challenge because they play primarily on Saturday. FDS, the reason you can stack up numbers is they have a lot of weekday games. But um, right now the thought is if you were to do all 258 Division One schools in a 10-year period, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. So uh, I'm ready to take a little bit of a break just because there's been three seasons back-to-back, but I know that one or two weeks in the offseason, I'm going to be chomping at the dick to get back out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Uh, all right. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. It's the generic favorite one you've been to. What's the favorite stadium?
5: So I always tell... Everybody that my, first of all, my criteria is not going to be what everybody else is. I grew up in a lot of old stadiums. I went to Candlestick Park. I went to Dodger Stadium. Uh, a lot of older venues, Oakland Coliseum, Jack Murphy Stadium. So I'm not necessarily drawn to the, the newest and, and, and biggest. And we talked about the NFL. You know, I call NFL stadiums office buildings with fields in them. There's just no personality. They're named after this bank or this credit union. So that being said, my favorite stadium is the Sun Bowl in El Paso. Uh, The elevation is about 4,000 feet, about 10 miles from the U.S.-Mexico border. It's in a beautiful valley. The roadside bleachers are carved out of a mountain, and it's just a serene, beautiful place to watch a football game, and uh, it just, My dad played a game there when he was in college, and there's something about that place that speaks to me, and that's one of the things when you travel to stadiums. You'll see one on TV that you know you're going to love and you get there, and it's not really what you thought it was going to be, and then sometimes you'll kind of have one be an afterthought, but you want to visit it because you're nearby, and you walk into it, and you just get overwhelmed by it. So uh, I always tell everybody the Sun Bowl in El Paso, it also has the second longest running bowl game, uh, other than the Rose Bowl in all of college football.
0: Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, and it's, the the visuals on TV, I'm sure, don't add up to what it is in person.
5: No, no, and, you know, that's one thing I try to do with my account uh, is I try to really explore the stadium, you know, the good and the bad. I have a, a kind of a joke that I do, which is obstructed seat alert, and so a lot of older stadiums still have the press box block a seat or, you know, there'll be a pillar in the way. So, uh, you know, I want to show off 95% positive aspects of the stadium, but also want to find quirks and, and be realistic. And so, uh, you know, some people don't want to hear it negative; They take it personal. I'm a neutral fan. I'm just there to report things. But I've had people tag me in tweets and do imitations and say, hey, CFD Kansas Tour, I found an obstructed seat. So it's cool, you know, just nice. to – to see everything that a stadium has to offer. Uh,
0: so Fenway would be on the high list I, I hear for uh, obstructed seats because of the pillars everywhere out there.
5: Yeah, and the only difference is a place like Fenway will uh, they'll advertise it on their ticket. I went to a game at, uh, at Washington State, and it was when they played Oregon. I want to say 2018 and college game day came came day came there, and it was the biggest game in Washington State history. And I didn't get a credential, and so I was looking for a seat, and there was one seat on sub that was, you know, 250, and everything else was going for 900. And I, I thought maybe just because it was a single seat, it was a deal. And when I got there, I quickly realized why it was a deal. There was a giant light pole right in front of me. And so, um, you know, I, I was filming a touchdown, and, you know, you see the ball go up and then you don't know what happens, and then the crowd yells, and then on the other side the guy comes out with the ball. So, anyways, you live and learn. But, yeah, the Fenway Park, they'll at least put, like, ops, which means obstructed view on the ticket. College football, it's not always like that.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Michael Barker joining us here, Jason Walker, show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, you know, when you accomplish the Division One, uh, is D2, D3, NAI on your list then after that?
5: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I went to the College Football Hall of Fame in, in Atlanta, and they have a helmet display for every uh, college football. I think it's like 570. And, you know, hopefully I live that long, first of all. But, um, you know, everything's on the table. There's a lot of stadiums that I've seen in D2 or D3 that I'm interested in. Uh, there's one uh, – It's uh, it's, uh, Winston-Salem State. It's, I think it's Bowman Gray, I think is the name of it. And it is inside of a, uh, I want to say a NASCAR, uh, a stadium. There's actually a asphalt track that goes around the stadium and they run races and uh, Winston-Salem State plays inside of it. There's another place, uh, it's called the Superior Dome and it's, uh, it's either Michigan, Northern Michigan, I think is the name of the university, and it's this white-looking igloo that sits right on Lake Superior, and it's nine hours north from Detroit. So you're talking about almost in Canada. So there's a lot, and people have sent me pictures of other ones. So, yeah, I mean, I want to be able to, part of accomplishing the goal for the FBS, I said, takes the shackles off. Uh, There's been many times where I've been invited, or say, hey, you know, Alabama's playing, come LSU, come and see the game, and and I'll say, hey, I got to go to UMass this weekend because you know I need UMass, and so this year was part, I mean, obviously accomplishment, but also I can be a little bit more flexible with my schedule. So the fact that you you know I want to be able to hit the FCS goal anytime in the next year or two. It makes it so things don't have to be so strict. So if there's a D2 or D3 uh, game out there, NAIA, that is appealing, Uh, I'm definitely open to
0: it. Well, there you go. I like that. Um, NAI is good football. We're used to that up here uh, in in Montana because it's NAI or Cats and Grizz. That's it. Um, There's no D2 football out here uh, yet.
5: yeah, I mean, I went to, in 2019, I went on back-to-back days, the D3 and the D2 championship. Nice. They were both played in Texas, and mm-hmm. one of the best performances I saw was uh, West Florida um, won the D2 national championship and put up, like, 55 points. So, it's good football. You just, you know, I actually think that if you're a fan of SDS or lower your are your fandom is rubber stamped because you're, you are rooting for the game and the atmosphere and the stadium more than I gotta see this guy. You know, NFL is more, uh, if it's, you know, Tom Brady versus who. So the lower level that you go, the more you are of a fan of football, which I definitely appreciate.
0: All right. So you've been to Frisco. You've been there with North Dakota State fans, um, and you've been to Bozeman now. So you've seen how Bobcat fans are. Will there be enough alcohol in Frisco, Texas, in two weeks when, when both fan bases are there?
5: Well, they 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 might be showing up this weekend. You know, uh, it, it could be an, it could be an early start. Yeah, you know, I mean, North Dakota State has made themselves quite at home in Frisco. You know, eight out of the last twelve. Uh, they didn't get there in the spring and Montana State probably got all this pent-up uh, waiting having it been so long since yep. 1984. Yeah, I mean, I tried to reserve a hotel already and they anything within five miles of the stadium has already been booked, so I'm like 11 miles off of the stadium, which... You know, I figure if you're already going to be a couple miles out, it really doesn't make a difference. But that just shows you things are already booked up. So, uh, you know, I, I tailgated in, in Bozeman outside the stadium. There was a – I can't remember the name of the beer, but it was something Golden Bobcat, I think it was the name of it. So I had one of those, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, it, it will be an interesting contest. And uh, I – I think they'll both be winners and losers at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm going down, uh, actually taking my dad, who was, uh, he went to the 84 semifinal game in Bozeman, uh, couldn't go wow. to the championship. I was nine, so he's actually, uh, we're taking him down, uh, my brother. And that, and was,
5: that was at the Citadel, the championship.
0: Right, yep, against Latte. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, wow. Well, I'm sure this is, you know, coming full circle for both you guys, it's uh, that's, a long wait.
0: Yeah, it definitely, uh, it, it definitely will. Uh, I look forward to catching uh, up with you in Frisco, though. Um, maybe, uh, maybe there'll be a Golden Bobcat beer around there somewhere, and we can uh, grab one or something. But uh, I look forward to uh, to catching up down there. And um, got my media credentials approved today, so it's. I'm looking forward congratulations.
5: to congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, I look forward to seeing you down there. You know, this one I think because of COVID in the spring and not everybody participating. it'll be nice to have, you know, the full 2014 playoff bracket instead of 16. So even though there was something in the spring, it's not the full experience. And so hopefully, uh, you know, we have the FCS world to send down there. I'll I'll see you down there on stand for two nights. And and hopefully we have a a great game. And, and you know, even though I'm a neutral fan, it would be be really cool to see Montana State pull this thing off. So uh, I'm excited for it.
0: Absolutely. Michael Barker, you can follow him at College Football Campus Tour. It's CFB Campus Tour on the Twitter. And great photos, great stories about uh, some unbelievable stadiums. Hey, we'll see you in Frisco at Toyota Stadium, 20,500 people. Um, all of our closest friends will be there. But uh, appreciate Absolutely. the time and uh, and safe travels, and have a Merry Christmas.
5: Thanks for having me on, Jason. Look forward to seeing you down there, and every uh, Bobcat fan will will catch you down there as well.
0: That is uh, Michael Barker. You can follow him at CFB Campus Tour. It's a great, great follow on the Twitter, and uh, check him out. All right, and uh, we appreciate him joining us. All right, quick break. We'll come back. Ben Dudek talks Helena High Girls Basketball next here on the Jason Walker Show. Or you can visit him at 2001, 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Final segment on a Tuesday. Tuesday. On the day in history coming up, the walk-off. Some news about Cat Grizz basketball as well. And uh, speaking of basketball, Helena High Girls taking on Belgrade tonight. And joining us now to chat about it is the head coach of the Bengal Gals, Ben Dudek, joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, Coach. uh, Give me your takeaways from the weekend of of basketball.
2: Yeah, um... You know, Friday night we were down in Billings at senior, and yeah, um, really physical game. Um, back and forth, quite a while. We had a couple, couple decent leads, and uh, but they, were a physical team. They kept on fighting and uh, came down to the, the last three minutes of the game or overtime, and luckily we were able to make a couple more plays later to get the win. And then uh, the West is tough. Kind of, they have a lot of athletes. Really skilled shooter and ballman and Pierce is a load, and um, Jarek's really tough to handle on him and, uh penetration, you know. But but I thought we played really well, um, you know, for some circumstances that we got. You know, Bullock got into foul trouble, and uh, we had to manage some of those uh, situations within the game. But you know, we were we we're about as uh, you know competitive um, as I would hope to be. Just you know, we had to. You know, cleaning stuff up, but I, I expect to see them again down the road.
0: When, uh, when this Ben Dudek joins us uh, here at Jason Walker show, the Hell in a High Girls coach, when you look at the overall weekend, um, you got some different scores, and I think that's that's pretty key as you head into conference play next month, but um, that's going to be key for the rest of the season, too, as Avery Kraft leads the way one night, and uh, Alex Bullock's there, and then... You know, the next night it's uh, Mallory English. I mean, you've you've got some balanced scoring, it, it appears, and not one person to shut down.
2: Yeah, we do. Um, you know, and that you know a lot of that comes within the structure of our offense. Um, you know, the you know fluent motion principles that we run in a couple different ways um, really just frees players up to to have their own night. Um, you know, balanced scoring is something that we really want. We don't, you know, we don't want to have Skyrim reports, be, hey, we take two players away, and we take two players away, and we got hell in it. You know, we want to be balanced. We want to create opportunities for everybody. And, uh, yeah, I mean, people are having I mean, the drills are stepping up when that ball comes to them, and, and they're seeing success. So, which, you know, that's definitely something we want to continue going to west.
0: When you look at the three games so far, um, how are you feeling overall?
2: Great. Um definitely a progression you know that's what you know we're you know we're all about growth mindset that every the gym whether it's practice or a game we're we're getting better um you know last friday night you know against bozeman we didn't execute the way that we knew that we could um spent a lot of time uh the week leading up to the billings trip on on execution and ball reversals and you know just cleaning some of the, some of those things up to get great shots not just good shots and and then we went out and executed that over the weekend know uh, a, a win and a pretty competitive game against West. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal, to keep on progressing. Um, and that's, that's where we're going to continue to go throughout the season.
0: You head off to uh, Belgrade um, or to get Belgrade this week at home uh, tomorrow night as you wrap up uh, the non-conference portion of the schedule. This is a team um, – Kind of like you personally that's, uh, you know, figuring out the double-A in their second year. Yeah, and, uh, sure. you know, it, it's it's uh, they've had some success at the A level, still trying to figure things out a little bit at the double-A. But uh, what do you see on film from the Panthers?
2: You know, they're coming. I mean, people, people better watch out because they're coming. They, they have a lot of good little guards that, that are really, well, first of all, everybody can shoot. I mean, on that team. Uh, you know, what I've seen is there's a lot of penetration, and the, and the penetration is to collapse uh, the defense, and then they're looking for kickouts, And you watch on Philly scored 25 points in the first half against Big Sky, um, hit six or seven threes in that first half. Um, did the same thing to Butte in the second half. So you know, so I think that consistency with that three-point shot, um, you, you know, can really keep them in games if they keep on shooting it well. So you know, we're gonna to have to do a really good job at cutting the penetration off, so we don't have to collapse and closing out under those shooters. And and you know, I, I just think taking advantage of what we do well, uh, taking advantage of some size differentials that we'll have, and just running through our stuff. But but I expect it to be a competitive game because they they're a competitive group.
0: How much um, how much does this game mean as you head into you know, like I said, the holiday break? And then you got conference play that starts up in, a, in earnest uh, that first week of January.
2: Oh, it's significant. Um, you know, primarily because we, you know, our our whole thing is finding our success. You know, that that comes from John Wooden. You know, find your success, be the best that you can be today. So, you know, we want to be the best we're going to be on December 21st tomorrow, and, and we want to have that peace of mind going into the break that we've done everything that we can do. Um, again, to progress and to keep on building on our season. So we don't want a setback tomorrow night. You know, we want to build on what we've done so far. We want to build a, you know, a really good weekend down in Billings and, uh, and going to the break feeling good about where we're at so that we're ready to, you know, start West play on the 6th.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to uh, that game tomorrow night. It's going to be a good one, and uh, good luck as you take on the Belgrade Panthers. Enjoy the holiday season. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you um, January 3rd in the new year, so um,
2: you're you're off
0: the hook then, coach, so uh, enjoy the holidays.
2: All right. Thank you, too.
0: That is uh, Ben Dudek joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. That's where all of our guests appear via. It's not just a home and a bundle. It's well, it's not just a bundle. It is your home. It is your auto. It is your life. And Mike understands that. Get a hold of Mike Miller State Farm Helena today. Uh, okay, so Helena High, Belgrade tonight. That'll be a good one. And uh, that one's at the Jungle. Okay, let's do On This Day in History. It is brought to you by Mountain Nutrition at 3222 Centennial Drive, located between BMC and Auto Concepts. And uh, unbelievable, unbelievable shakes and teas. So good. They're They're tasty. They're flavorful. You know, sometimes a, a, a protein shake or something healthy tastes like crap. Not these. These are so good. Uh, the flavors are amazing, and uh, absolutely love uh, the chocolate peanut butter Oreo shake. That's my favorite uh, right now. Also, if you uh, get the uh, get uh, go in and get a tea, it's cherry with or lemon with cherry and grape flavors. Really good. Really good. It is uh, December the 21st. It is National Flashlight Day. It is Yule Day today. It is the shortest day of the year, by the way, Winter Solstice uh, Solstice Day. Winter officially underway tomorrow. Uh, National French Fry Shrimp Day. It is Humbug Day. It is Crossword Puzzle Day. 1891, the first game of basketball, based on the rules created by James Naismith, was played by 18 students in Springfield, Massachusetts. 1937, Chicago Blackhawks left winger Paul Thompson becomes the first player in NHL history to score a goal against his brother, Cecil of the Bruins, with nine seconds left in regulation. The Bruins with a win in overtime, however, 2-1. to one. uh, 1941, National Football League Championship Wrigley Field Chicago Bears beat the New York Giants 37-9. to nine, First team in NFL Championship game era since 1933 to go back-to-back. 1959, the great Tom Landry would accept a coaching job with the Dallas Cowboys and stayed for the next 30 years, well, 29. 1969, Vince Lombardi at the, with the Washington Redskins coached his last football game, a 10-point loss to the Cowboys in Dallas, finished his career 105, 35, and 6. Happy birthday, Walter Hagen, 1892, the 11-time major champ, uh, including the U.S. Open in 1914 and 1919. 1911, Josh Gibson was born, hit over 800 home runs, the great, great Negro League baseball player. And if Major League Baseball, which they did a couple years ago, or last year, took the records from the Negro League and put them into the Major League, Josh Gibson's your home run king. 1926, Joe Paterno was born on this date, Penn State coach. And uh, Chris Everett, born on this date in 1954. 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs would premiere, the first full-length animated feature film and the earliest in the Walt Disney classic series. Uh, George Patton died on this date in 1945, Old Blood and Guts. That is On This Day in History. It is brought to you by Mountain Nutrition. Check them out at MTN Nutrition on the Facebook, MTN Nutrition, MT on Instagram. 3222 Centennial Drive in Helena.
2: We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the
0: walk-off. The walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky, and there's nothing better than a chilly winter night than some good, spicy pasta Zydeco, a, uh, maybe a barbecue po' boy. So good. Stop in Cafe Zydeco on Euclid in Helena. Uh, Cat Grizz Basketball. The first round of uh, basketball between the Cats and the Grizz, men and women, was scheduled to be played on January the 8th. The game has been moved, announced today, by uh, both the Montana and Montana State. Why? little football game on January 8th. So the g- basketball, we played on the 9th now in Bozeman. Uh, the original schedule had the games uh, Saturday afternoon, but obviously with the... Uh, with the Cats playing in the national championship game against North Dakota State Saturday in Frisco, Texas on January the 8th. Yeah, they're going to move it. And good on the Grizz for helping out, or Montana, for uh, for agreeing to this. Women's teams will play at 1, the men will play at 5 on January the 9th. And then at uh, the end of the year, Saturday, February 26th, the women will play in Missoula, and then the men will meet Sunday the 27th on ESPNU. Uh, that is uh, the walk-off. It is presented by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Love, love Cafe Zydeco. And I, I like I like good spice. And you can get it as spicy as you don't want it or as you want it. Um, but man, oh, man, it's so good. And uh, I highly recommend it. Seriously. And not just because they're sponsors, because I like to go there to Cafe Zydeco. I really do. Hey, thanks to uh, Ben Dudek for joining us today, and also um, Michael Barker. You can follow Michael at CFB Campus Tour. Great, great stuff. He's been to a lot of football stadiums. We'll see him in a couple of weeks down in Texas. Uh, tomorrow, that's what she said with Alex Eshelman as uh, we get ready for uh, the cats for Christmas. Bobcat Christmas, right? There you go. Hope you had fun today. Make sure you go to jasonwalkershow.com if you missed anything. We also will be posting on uh, JasonWalkerShow.com our great interview with Buzz Patterson, retired lieutenant colonel from the United States Air Force. Great stuff about carrying the nuclear football and good stories about the Clintons. Yeah, We'll talk to him uh, on that as well. Uh, So you can uh, check that on our website. See you tomorrow at four as we wrap up the week. Alex Eshelman joins us then. Hope you will too. This is the Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center.